Band Podcast Number Two. with a hattie in the international break. Are you flying after that, dude? I'm always flying. <laughs> Welcome back to Draft Boys, the FPL Draft Podcast. As always, joined by Miley G and Whitey Hito, decided to bail this week. Not so much Hito, eh? No, no. And I normally say, lads, how we doing? But lad, how you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, actually. I'm glad yeah. that we're actually getting together because, yeah, we got the call about, about 15, 20 minutes ago and all of our gears at Hito's. So we had to just quarantine, do another fan, do another Zoom podcast. Yeah, I know. Well, look, it is what it is. It doesn't take anything away from us. I mean, you know that we're the charisma in the team, you know. We've got to carry this easily over Zoom. Oh, we got this. So as the fans know, we shouted out during the week to get some questions from them because as International Week, um, we're going to start doing these fan podcasts because it was such a, a highlight last time. All the fans loved it. And we've got some pretty interesting questions. I can't wait, man. I missed out last time. Bye. Yeah, and I did send you a couple as they were coming through. Yeah, I yeah, I did keep a couple of them um, a bit secret just to kind of get your initial reaction and stuff. So super secret, super secret. Love that. <laughs> so let's well, just get uh, into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Have you got a drink? I do. I'm drinking a Great Northern Original Full Strength. Full Strength. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're about one standard drink at Full Strength. No, they're good. They're 1.2. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I got a Corona. I went with a classic. Oh, Rona, baby. Considering that Hito was on Snack Chat as well, it was like, fuck. All right. The snacks are quarantined. The gear's quarantined. Yeah, that's it. Supply our own this week. All right. Well, while I have a couple of sips of that, I'll hit you with the first question. Go. It comes from Gabe Munez. We call him Gaby Baby on this pod. (laughs) Oh, Gaby Baby. And it's been a while. He's he's got the burning question, which uh, a lot of first draft picks might be thinking is, do you believe that Salah will bounce back? I think, yes. I I mean, you have to believe he will. Like, Mm. I don't think anyone is crazy enough to drop Salah. Definitely not a drop, like possibly a trade if you don't have the faith. Oh, yes. Sorry. That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. And so obviously he's not going to drop, but I don't know. Like, what? I, the only trade that looks viable to me is literally like Salah Holland or Salah Kane. Or KDB because midfielder for midfielder. Yeah, I don't mind that. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm bad in these situations because like I just would stick with him. Like mm-hmm. I have to write it out. For me, like it's a numbers game. Look at the numbers from the last five seasons. He's always scored over 200 points. I know. Like, and it's a slow start, but it's only been a couple of games. I think I think we got to give him time. And um, look, you know, if he just gets on a tear right now, he could outscore players from here on. Like, you kind of have to look at it from this moment. Easily. Forward. And look, as a Salah owner, I'd just summarise it and say, Liverpool haven't looked that great so far. So that's probably why Salah hasn't been to his potential form. So... I think an international game week and we had a bit of a delay has been good for Liverpool because they didn't Jota's back. Jota's Jota's going to be back now. Jota's back. Matip's coming back. Um, So there's a few things that just to kind of wait for Liverpool to start purring like they, they can do. All right. Well, I think we've covered that. I mean, I love that question. It comes up every week. (laughs) And we seem to be saying the same thing, but. I just think that, like, I'm going to be saying the same thing all season. Yeah, pretty much. Until there's no time left and we're like, fuck, should have dropped Salah. Should have dropped him. That's my <laughs> best advice. All right, so the next question comes to us from, like, a longtime fan, BD White. We, BD! We, uh, we do shout him out a lot on this pod. But uh, he wants to know what changes will come about with the appointment of uh, Deserby. Deserby. The, uh, the new Brighton manager. And are there any Brighton players to target or drop? Okay. This is one you did send through to me, and I'm glad you did because I needed to do a little bit of research on it. I'm glad you did, yeah. What'd you so, find? Look, I, I read a few things, but I heard that he's 
he's he's kind of like for like, but not fully. Mm-hmm. So he's already been compared to Potter because he plays a possession-based game, but it is quite attacking. Right. Um, I believe that Sassuolo, which is where he was at for um, the last three full seasons uh, in the Italian league, he had them finishing 11th and they started off finishing 11th on his first season. Then they finished eighth twice, which I think people considered to be quite good because I don't know that team. So I can't, it's not much context for me. And then he moved to Shakhtar Donetsk during the 21 season. Um, <clears throat> and they won the cup there, the um, home cup. And they basically, they were first in the league up until Russia invaded. So there's an asterisk next to it, but they, um, you know, officially they kind of, well, not non-officially they won that league that year. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, like he's, <clears throat> he's considered one of the up and coming guys. Mm. Um, he played himself. He, um, he played in Italy for a while, but mainly in Serie B. Um, well, that doesn't always work out. We know what happened to Gary Neville when he went to England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> but this guy's considered hot stuff, really. Like in the okay. so he, the, he plays possession-based game, typically a 4231. Um, so obviously that would be a little bit of a switch up from so, Graham Potter's system. So I want to actually ask you what players are we looking to target with this new manager? Uh I don't know. Like for me, I think if it's a four-two-three-one, the first thing that will probably happen is that Trossard won't be played as a, a back anymore. He'll probably be played on the wing of that four-two-three-one. Mm. I'd say Pascal Gross is going to sit in behind the striker, mm-hmm. um, and he's been playing well this season. Um, and then on the right wing, I don't really know who they're going to play there because I think Cassiedo and uh, McAllister are going to be playing in the pivot. Yeah. So the question is, who's going to be playing that right side? And yeah, I guess the real question is, will he switch the formation? Will he come in straight away, switch the formation? Or will he play the team as they've been played? I'm wondering if Solly March, I'm wondering if Solly March gets a look in on the other side of the wing. Maybe, man, but he's still a wing back. Like, I don't know. For me, he's that's the right side is a real question for me. And I think the thing that's going to really, you know, be something that we decide in the first couple of weeks will be how they're going to line up defensively because they've been so good defensively. Um, You know, one, one of the best teams in the league. Um, And, you know, if it's, if it's a five man defense Mm. now, there's got to be one that's going to be dropped. So probably Trossard. Then, you know, March is probably more of a traditional right back. So he'll play, he might switch on that right side. So who's going to be those two in the middle? Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, probably we need a little bit more information to actually get an answer to that question, but we're going to look at that over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. One last thing. Mm. Season ticker ranks Brighton as having the second worst run of fixtures up until the World Cup. That's interesting. So maybe trade high before they play the next game? It could be a good <laughs> move. I mean, I like the play because you don't know how they're going to be played. If they change the formation, there's a lot of question marks over their performance. Mm. New manager, new system. Yeah. Could be a good strategy to do the All right. Well, BD White, we'll get back to you on a little bit more when we have some more info. So the next question actually comes from Banter Boys long-time uh, content creators themselves. Be boys, fly girls, put your hands in the air. <laughs> but they've got, they sent two questions in. Um, first ones, there have been so many injuries during the international break. Which can, which ones can we risk dropping? And look, I kind of switched. Can we off. risk dropping? Sorry, is that what you said? Yeah, which ones <laughs> can we risk dropping? Oh, okay, yeah. Honestly, like... I don't know. I have not kept as in touch with all the injuries. Mm. Um, and it's there's no really good one source to find out who's injured unless you see them kind of popping up in your team or you trot, you, you know, you're going through the whole list of fantasy players. I know that Isak got injured. 
He did, yeah. And obviously you can't drop him, especially with the form that he's in. Exactly. I've seen, you know, I've seen that Larissa has something going on with him, but he's 75%. I, I mean, I, I'm curious as to know who he's talking about in terms of the, the injuries. But look, a lot of the, to, to flip this on the other side, a lot of Liverpool players are kind of coming back from injury um, that will probably return pretty much this game week or the next. Mm. Uh, we brought up some before, but Robbo should be coming back in the next two, you know, two game weeks, which would be good. Um, Hendo's back uh, this game week and Matip, Matip and Diego Jota. So there's a bit of an injection of that squad. So that might increase the value of Liverpool players there. I know that's not really answering the question, but I think that's a positive spin. Yeah. And then, you know, just to f- summarize, we've got Rodrigo coming back. So owners will be pretty interested to see if he can continue his red hot form that he had at the start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, banter, I actually switched off a bit over last week as well. I didn't know about all the injuries and stuff. So if they have been a lot, send them in, let me know just in case I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and apparently it's drop Isak. Yeah. His other question was, um, do you believe in player handcuffs? And he means that in the sense of, do you remember we were talking about when you can hold the the two players that play in the same position? So we were talking about, you know, Alonso and Chilwell the year before. Now that's turned into Cucurella and uh, uh, Chilwell. Yeah. So do you believe in them? And what would be your top three combinations of them at the moment? I have to say that like initially I wasn't and I don't think I fully understood uh, the concept or I had f- figured out the math on it, I guess, because you were the one that kind of introduced that to me yeah, with the whole Alonso Chile um, combo. And we had a debate on the podcast last year about it, mm. but I, I would be for it now. Um, but I think that if there's only the top, top guy, top, you know, the top positions, um, oh, sorry, top players in those positions that you should be doing it with. So, for example, like, you know, Robbo, Robbo and Simakas could be a good combo. Simarxus, do you mean? Oh, Simarxus. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. No, Simakas, yeah. Some, oh, yeah, that was your one. Yeah. Um, maybe Chile and Kukurea, like, but that depends a bit on Potter, what he's going to be, um, what he's going to be doing. Mm. Um because he did play us in a 4-2-3-1 in the one Champions League game we play. So there's going to be a lot to see there. Um, and Cucurella was uh, favoured there. Um, have you got a third that you can think of? Look, I'm debating between two. Um, I'd say that the Zinchenko and Tierney one is an interesting one to look at. Uh, but... I think that Zinchenko does have that spot nailed down, but he's been injured for so long. So that having Tierney looks like it's pretty viable to have that kind of handcuffed player. And the only other one that I'd want to mention is it's kind of like a threesome at the moment because we've got the Cancelo Gomez issue, but we know that Cancelo can play on the other side where Walker plays. So I feel like if you're a Cancelo and Walker owner, it might be worth bringing in Gomez. However, you're, you're, you're like walking on thin ice because you've got three defender positions wrapped up in City players, which isn't terrible. But if Walker and Gomez don't play, then and one of your other two are injured, then you're going to be down a spot. So... It is a bit risk and reward. For me, like, it has to be, like, a really good matchup. Like, you know, like that Cucur- sorry, that Alonso Chili one was amazing. That was so good. Neither was coming on as a substitute late in the game. It just wasn't how Tuka was playing. So you didn't have that risk. They were mm-hmm. both scoring whenever they got on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, it made a lot of sense. And, you know, they're very attacking wingbacks and they've got the benefit of, you know, potentially getting clean sheets too. Like, you know, there's a lot of points to be had by those guys, but it just doesn't work for every combination, I don't think. And as much as we've tried to come up with three, 
there's not any that are really standing out to me this year. You know, we, we've talked about maybe Chili Cucurella before for a strategy for me because I'm a chili owner. Mm. And I've still not been sure about it. Now with Potter there, I'm even less sure. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, the only other thing I was thinking is possibly it could emerge later in the season to see what the the new Chelsea manager does with um like with what what Potter does with Havertz and Broya. You mm. know, like that could be an interesting one, but I just we don't know yet. So we'll come back to that in a few weeks. Um sounds good. I want to move to our next question. It's from Paul Tiki and um he wanted to know our thoughts on Paqueta and Guadas. Guedes. Oh, Guedes from Wolves. Guedes. Get that ass. Guedes. He kind of feels that um, their drops and rotation waiver picks, but given on, you know, their potential, do you think that we just need to hold for a bit? Or like, what do you think? I think exactly what he thinks. I think their drops and rotation picks, you know, mm. I think he's in an eight-man league, which is very similar to ours. We're seven-man. Yeah. Um, and personally, you know, I, I looked, I had a quick look in our league just to see, get a vibe for um, who owned what. Paqueta is owned, Guedes isn't in yeah. ours. But they very much seem fringy players. Like, and there's not a lot to go on. Paqueta, he's had two starts and not done anything really. I haven't, you know, I haven't got eyeballs on him. So I don't know if he passes an eye test. At this yeah, stage, I had a quick look um, just on some stats. And when he was at Leon, he played there for three years, 67 appearances, 18 goals, not 100% sure on the assists. But my worry with him in particular is he's coming into a West Ham team, which I, do, I just don't see a lot at the moment. Like I, I'm, no. I, mean, I am not looking at West Ham at all. No, me neither. I, I think that, you know, for the most part, people are dropping West Ham. Yeah. Rubbish. And it's almost, it's pretty set right now that that's the case. But Guedes slightly interests me. I think it's one to watch. And what he says is, you know, potential waiver picks with certain matchups with, you know, uh, fixtures and stuff. Because last year he played 36 games uh, in La Liga and he got 11 goals and six assists. Okay. So I think that that's fairly good, especially if you're picking them up as your essentially your fifth midfielder. Look, I don't mind it, mate. And look, he's definitely getting the minutes. <clears throat> he's got one assist uh, in this Premier League season. Uh, he's probably not started two games. Seems to come off around the 70th minute a fair bit, but that's no issue. He's getting good time. Mm. Um, and their fixtures coming up. Look, you got West Ham, which is better than it seems. Then Chelsea, which I have to say is better than it seems for now, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, then Forest and Palace uh, away. So it's a bit mixed for them. It's not the best run, um, I have to say. But if you want to take a punt, he's definitely punt worthy. He is punt worthy. And I just, I wouldn't. I like to get involved with Wolves more than the Hammers at the moment. Yeah, I don't know why. They just seem a little bit more solid. And the other question that he sent through, or we kind of were talking about the question that he sent and um, we, we came up with it, was um, he wanted to know overall or head-to-head, -head, which one's better? Well, personally, I haven't really played head-to-head. -head. Um, I've played it a little bit this year on a, a budget league. Yeah, <clears throat> just to try it out. We've always played overall, and yeah. you know, I always thought it was great. But honestly, the more I hear about head to head, the more I'm enticed by the idea of the matchups and the banter created. So it's hard to give like a straight up honest answer because I haven't really played head to head. But fuck, it entices me for sure. Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way. I feel like overall is like a veteran way of playing FBL. And it's kind of like, it really gets the cream to the crop. Yeah, I agree. Like <clears throat> there it's, it's the cleanest way of playing it. It's like, you know, based fully on your efforts, you get this many points. Yeah. So and I have the best team with the best points, every single decision that I made, instead of just getting beaten by a person that scored higher than you for that week. 
Yeah, and you can have some unlucky weeks, but there's a lot to be said by the fact that if you're consistent enough, you probably, you know, you probably should be winning a lot of those matches anyway. Look, I'm very keen to try it. Yeah, I, and the thing is, is like I want to play it with draft. So the only time I've played it like you is in budget, but I think draft head to head could be possibly the Cadillac of FPL. But oh, I, you heard it here, yeah. the Cadillac. <laughs> Just because you've got 100% differentials, you know, 11 differentials versus 11, you know. I can, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you for sure. Like it's, it sounds really good. All right, let's move on. Um, hey, the next question, I haven't sent it to you, but I'm going to drop something into your chat right now. Okay. I I wanted it to be a bit of like a spur of the moment question. Um, it comes from a fan. He's called Gil de Carasas. Oh, wow. Not sure if I'm completely butchering your name because I butcher everyone else's name. But Gil thanks for the question. He wants to know, what trade could I do with the person to my right, which is on the screenshot that I sent you, yep. in order to upgrade his mid? He's thinking of targeting Barnes and Bowen. So can you see that thing I sent through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Just to give everyone a picture of what I'm seeing. So, you know, highlights of his team are, uh, sorry, this is Gil's team. He's got uh, KDB, uh, Andre Gray in the midfield, Sancho, Dick Whatever Reed, uh, Joel Linton. And then his forwards are Watkins, Antonio Jota. Um, and probably the highlight of his defense is uh, Diaz uh, and Dyer. Yeah. Um, Matip as well. So looking at the other guy here, um, I'll just highlight some of the, the assets that he's got. Like Barnes, yeah, he's already said. Uh, Eze, um, interesting. He's got Salah. So a straight Salah De Bruyne swap. We already talked about that. That could be interesting. <laughs> um, but... Look, and then uh, yeah, his forwards are Firmino, Ronaldo, Richarlson. So, honestly, he barely has a starting forward. Hey. Yeah. So, if you, you look, like this, Firmino's, I don't think Firmino's getting more minutes now that Jota's back and Nunes. Mm. I don't think he's going to get a whole lot more minutes. Um, so, and, yeah, Ronaldo's not playing and Richarlson, he's not getting as many minutes and now that Sonny just came to life he's probably not going to get a huge look in I think maybe you could like leverage a little bit there with the Fords and make it a double trade if you know what I mean so you know obviously the team that he's trying to trade with is not looking great on Fords mm. like they barely have a starting Ford so they might be a bit tilted by that and yeah. this guy's got Watkins Antonio Jota and there's two strikers there that stand out to me. And I think maybe based on what Watkins has kind of done so far, he could get something bigger than, um, than he might've before from the midfielders. But what would you think that would be? Well, I like how you're trying to upgrade the other person's forwards. And that's definitely how you can put it forward to uh, whoever's this other team is. So I'm thinking to leverage with Antonio, or probably Watkins because you've actually got something there. Yeah. Say that you can give him whatever forward back and yeah, maybe take a punt on Barnes just because we did speak on the pod last week, how Barnes has some amazing fixtures coming up. Yeah. Um, and, and it could be, you know, just one of those things where, yeah, you're getting rid of possibly Watkins, hopefully Antonio, but you could be getting so much and, you know, you're actually giving him someone fairly good on the way back. Like you could give him Decorva Reed, who's, you know, been a little bit consistent, possibly Gray if he takes it. I like tech trying Decordova Reed and Gray for Barnes with Watkins thrown in and, you know, trying to get probably Firmino. Firmino or Richarlson back on the other side. Because if he got Firmino, it would be perfect backup for Jota. The handcuff. The handcuff is real. Ooh, that is not a bad handcuff option. The only 
you know, problem there is Nunes, but it's not bad. It's not bad. With Look, I think clubs. I think all we're saying is maybe get creative. You know, see if you can leverage something. Um, you know, Barnes is probably a standout from there, and I mean, you could take a punt on Bowen, but as we said, we're not really up on. Um, Look, if West you can't Ham, get Barnes, I'd be tempted to get Bowen, but I wouldn't give the person as much as you would if you were getting Barnes. Okay, I've got another one for you. Last last one. Easy. I'm looking yeah. at his fixtures coming up. He's starting every match. Uh, Palace have been, you know, fairly decent. They're playing Chelsea home, which we've already um, said is probably a better-looking fixture than uh, you might think. Then yeah. they've got – they're all twos, green twos after that on this the fantasy website. Leeds, Leicester, Wolves, Everton, Southampton. Then they play West Ham, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth. And like, Eze looks good. I don't know how many Palace games you've watched, but him with Zaha, I know yeah. Zaha has been like a standout. Yeah. But Eze has been looking spicy as well. He could be on the brink. I, I don't mind that. And look at those fixtures. Like that's. And Eze does take a lot of free kicks as well. And he could be someone that just hasn't met his potential yet. And you could get it. And for the next nine game weeks, they've got great fixtures. It is juice. And yeah, as I said, free kicks is a pretty big thing to have. Yeah, look, I, I don't, I, I think Izzy or um, Barnes, uh, the boys that he should probably target um, in that, in that scenario. Yeah. Um, I might chew my shirt or chew my shorts, whatever that saying is, but <laughs> I kind of want to stay away from Bowen. I just, I'm not sold. I think West Ham are going to have one of those years. It's risk-taking for me. Um, yeah, look, I just struggle to see, other than maybe leveraging the forwards, how, what player he's going to try and use to convince a guy to give him easy or Barnes. Um, like I'm looking at it like Dick would ever read Gray and Joel Linton, probably the only three I'd be willing to give up. And if I was the other guy, I probably wouldn't be taking them unless there was some spicy element to the deal yeah like I mean, but look getting antonio for one of those three forwards i know that west ham haven't looked good but he is at least starting and he did score the other day as well look at you flip-flopping on west ham. No, I'm, no i'm i'm just saying that hopefully the other guy doesn't listen to the pod but <laughs> you, could, you could leverage that you know he is just playing the minutes and he did just score oh, i see yeah so like Obviously, you could just portray it like that to get Eze or to get Barnes. Okay. All right. I think we should move on, but that was fun. Yeah. So we actually, we got three rapid fire questions from one of our biggest fans from Southie. Oh, Southie. I wonder how Southie's going in her league. She's not going too well. She's famous, Famously, you drafted for her. Yeah. So for new listeners, if you don't know, Southie was going on a camping trip. She wasn't going to be around for draft. She said, how do I fill out my team to auto pick? And I said, I got no idea. I don't miss draft days, but I'll draft. For <laughs> I, um, it was a new experience for me because they were on a 30 second rapid fire uh, draft. And it was six in the morning for me in Sydney time compared to her time in America. I think she's from Cali or something. Mm-hmm. I drafted okay what I seemed at the time, um, but I know that she lost a lot of games on the trot, but she has started winning. Well, that's good. We love the turn. There's momentum in that. All right, let's get to her questions. What have we got? Her first questions is, what do you think the over or under scored in FPL is? And also like the positions that don't score like enough or, or too much, you know? So yeah. for example, like, I think defenders, wingbacks are pretty overpowered right now. And I think the whole FPL has swung to that. Mm. But I don't know if I'd say they're overvalued. You know, th that has given the defenders value. Because I remember when we first started playing, like, you know, defenders always went, you know, fourth round onwards. 
And I don't remember them ever being as enticing as they are now. You know, you had your Seamus Coleman's having decent ones. Uh, Leighton Baines was another classic back in the day. But oh yeah, I, I don't know why I'm just <laughs> listing Everton players. But no, um, it was I remember because Leighton Baines was really good, and then I just don't remember anything else. But it just seems Ashley like, Cole actually was really good. Yeah, he was good, but probably only for like a season or two. Yeah, we came um, in later. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I think on the flip side, the underscoring ones, they're just never given a, a defensive mid an opportunity to be a valuable player. Mm. I don't know how you do that without taking them out of, like, a midfielder classification because the issue is they still have the opportunity to score goals. Yeah. As a midfielder, that's five points, so that's their benefit. They get more points for scoring goals. But... The, re- the reality is they're way more unlikely to, or the majority of them are. Mm. I mean, you do get the occasional ones that bomb forward and, you know, we've definitely seen them score and get some points in the past and Jorginho being on penalties, things like that. <clears throat> but it's a, one of the biggest problems I'd say with FPL is that there's almost like two spots on the pitch that aren't even worth picking up. Like a lot of teams play with two defensive mids. Mm. And they're very rarely good picks. I do agree. Like, how do how does FBL make the defensive midfielder a viable pickup? I think that's a very good question. And it's probably something that they think about every year. I don't know if it's putting more value on passing. Like maybe upping the BPS, BPS kind of structure to but yeah, then maybe you're for bonus points. Or like similar to the keepers with saves, like, <clears throat> but but the thing is, you'd have to make it so that not the everyday midfielder wasn't necessarily passing that much, and then and then that would swing in the favor of like Pep, like the Man City team, because yeah. their players pass like crazy. I you know I don't have the stats in front of me. It's it's too hard to answer really. I think I do think that there are positions that are undervalued, but I don't have an answer on how to fix it without looking at numbers. And I don't want to do that. Well, look, I'm going to move to our next question, which okay. is which athlete from another sport do you think would be great in the Prem? And would you draft them if you knew that they had played football? I have this. I already know my answer. I think it's Raphael. going to be the same as mine. Rafael Nadal. Oh, really? Okay, he cool. used to play in the Real Madrid youth te- system. He picked tennis, but he had the opportunity to go forward with Real Madrid, I believe. Wow. I don't know if you've seen him on the tennis court, but he's always like trapping a tennis ball with his foot and juggling it and kicking it. Like some of the shit I've seen him do is like cool. next level. So, and you, he's he's like the Ronaldo of the tennis world. Federer is like the Messi then you've got, <clears throat> you've got, you know, Raph is more your physical, just like dogged bastard athlete kind of thing, more like yeah. Ronaldo. I'm not saying he would have been a Ronaldo, but I think he would have been a class player. I like it. Um, I was thinking Usain Bolt. Oh, come on, you can't do that. He did play football. Well, it's just the only one that kind of comes to mind. Oh, that's too easy. All right, well... That's just my answer. So. You have to think about another one. I'm making you think about another one. All right, I'll tell I'll tell you my goat athlete that I just love. Yeah, go for it. Iverson, baby. Oh, really? Yeah, he's my favorite ever like sportsman. Not bad. I mean, yeah, interesting. Do you think he could play? Nah. Oh, well, he did play American football. Like he was he was as good at that, but I don't know how he is with his feet. So to answer Southie's question, <laughs> I don't know if I would because, you know, American football is completely different to, to real football. There are a few basketballers that are pretty handy with their feet. I think, I'm trying to think, it might be Steph Curry. But anyway, I've definitely seen a few guys that aren't too bad. Maybe the Crouchy vibes with that height. It's Crouchy, it's Crouchy. All right, her first, her, sorry, her last question. That was fun. Is like um, which country's team would have a solid competitive match against an EPL team. And I think that we can kind of... Is the suggestion here that, like, international teams, I guess, aren't as good as, you know, professional teams? I think that's possibly the suggestion if I've kind of 
you know, taken it, but let's just think about it as, let's say the best few EPL teams taking on the best few international teams. So let's talk about Brazil, France, Germany versus Liverpool, City, and, you know, let's just chuck in Chelsea. Yeah, well, Chelsea came third last year, so that's fair. Um, I think that France is a, a deep, deep team. They're not looking that great maybe right now. I know they had a mixed result in the Nations League, but I just look at their team on paper and it's crazy. It's scary, isn't it? Like, I honestly think, like, if that was a professional team, it'd be a great team. <clears throat> There's no doubting that. The depth they have. You know, the attackers, they've got Benzema, who is just like right now, you know, he's on fire. They've got Giroud, who's a known goal scorer for in international games. Like he does great for them in international games. And then you've got Mbappe, like it's crazy. Yeah, that I, I think I would back. Yeah, France is probably one of my favorite teams around right now. I mean, they even have the the little legend, Kante. They do. I mean, he's a, he wins everything. I know he's injured, but, like, if you're thinking about a fit Conte in those teams, he's taking, like, he's making it pretty hard for a lot of those teams. Well, let's just make it back to the question. Sorry. So you know that you love France. How do you think City would go against France? Who do you think would win that fixture? Now that you put it that way, I think City. <laughs> <laughs> just because... <laughs> Their system, their system in fucking Holland. Like, I don't, I, why would you ever get it better against Holland? He's yeah. an animal. You just can't. And I, I finally I saw the Champions League goal. Like, I watched it today because I had to go out and look for it. I sent it oh to you. Oh, my did you God. Oh, did you? I missed that. No, I went and found it. Um, Jesus, that was crazy. Like, I, I just it gave me tingles. I'm glad he's in my team. I just think that they're going to be so hard to, to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I think, yeah, you got to back City. But then if it came down to, like, current Liverpool versus France, I'd probably back France. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Germany seems maybe right now to be, like, kind of in line with Chelsea. I don't know who I'd back. I don't know enough about those international teams right now, to be fair. So I think England would actually give give most teams besides City a run for their money. Yeah, but if they could get their shit together, what are they playing fucking Harry Maguire in defense? Like, how are we still doing that? It's such a joke, especially when um, the manager, so what's his name? Fucking, um, I've just had a mental blank. Gareth. Oh, Gareth Southgate, yeah. Especially when he said, oh, you're only going to get played in this team if you're playing for your club. And then Harry hasn't played all fucking year, basically. And yeah. still getting a run in, like I don't agree with that. No, it makes no sense. And surely they got someone else to go to there at centre back. Like, yeah, it's so bad. And he led straight to two mistakes in the game against Germany. Like it was just rubbish. Yeah, even Mings. I like Dyer and Mings. That that'd be a sweet combo. Yeah, Di- yeah, Dyer definitely. Like Dyer's definite. Mings, yeah, Mings. I don't mind. It's funny now. I think about English centre backs. I'm not sure who the other would be, but. Yeah, look, wire out, in my opinion. Brick shithouse of a fridge, man. <laughs> okay, let's move on before you get too mad. Um, um, our second last question comes from Harry Leach, um, and he wants to know, for the rest of the season, or at least to the World Cup, who do you think is going to score more points, Kane or Son? Shit. Well, Kane is just like consistent right now. I mean, I think he's the second highest. Um, I think he's player. the second highest scoring player at the moment. Um, you know, like sitting just you know, sitting behind Hullen there. Uh, he's on fifty points. There's a twenty three point gap to be fair. Um, and look, Sonny's scored one hat trick and didn't start last game. So if you were backing numbers, I'd pick Kane. But but Sun is great. The only thing I'm looking at is I'm looking at their fixtures for the moment for the next or until the World Cup. And it goes Arsenal, Brighton, Everton, United. Uh yeah, that's still yeah, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Liverpool. And then I think they go to World Cup. So 
just for those fixtures, um, there are some quite defensive teams in, you know, Arsenal and Brighton and possibly Liverpool by the time, you know, Matip's back and things like that. So it's mixed. Eh? It is quite mixed. Um, I just, yeah, I just think that Kane was a constant, you know. Yeah. He's ticking over already and he typically, once he's ticking, he just keeps ticking. He does, and he doesn't tick this early usually. I know. So this could be a big year for Kane. Look, I, I've got to say Kane. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'm going to go Kane with you as well, just in case he's plotting a bit of a, a trade or something. I'm not sure what he wants to know that for, but, yeah, we'll say Kane. Okay. Last question. This one's this one's one I've got here. Mm-hmm. This is a bit out of left field, okay? Talk to me. It's from uh, Richie Dobson. Okay. If aliens visited Earth with their best football team and we had to assemble Team Earth to play them, who's in the starting 11? Well, I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, I'm pretty (laughs) sure that already fucking happened and it's called Space Jam, Richie. (laughs) So if you haven't seen the movie, go rent it at your closest blockbuster. Yeah, and the first one. Don't bother with the second one. (laughs) But look, I reckon um, I did see this question come through, as you know, like I do run that social. And I thought that we could do our best Premier League starting 11. Yeah, I like that because then it ties it back in with fantasy. Yeah. So right, let's start at the top, baby. Um, before we start. Oh, sorry. I got excited. Let's just decide on a formation because it's going to be easier to fill in like the formation than like just going off like okay like, i have questions about the alien team are they big or are they small are we basing on like a space jam theory where they're big strong motherfuckers i feel they're mixed they're mixed okay oh, okay mixed. thanks all right well i think the formation right now that everyone's loving is the five at the back five at the back all right i, I like think- it I think we play, you know, we set up defensively. If it's for Earth, you know, you don't want to be letting through. You don't want to be letting through too many easy goals. Okay. All right. So it, on our spreadsheet, I'm just setting up. We've got a goalkeeper and we got five at the back. Okay. So we're going to do five, two, three, one. No, five. I think you've, I think you've got too many players, mate. Yeah, we do. It's more like a maybe a uh, like a five four one or a five three three or let's do five three three. I reckon it makes it nice and simple. Is that too many again? That's too many. It's five three two. Let's go That's five it. three two. Five three two. Five three two. But I want to have. Can we make it five four one? We can do five four one. Yeah, I want five four one. Sorry, I know we've right. this formation thing. Okay. Okay. A five four one. So we'll start with the goalkeeper, and I'll just list off a few that I've been looking up in a bit of research. We got. I already know mine. Okay. Well, just say it. I'm gonna say Pope, man. Pope. He's such a good keeper. Oh, sorry. You're saying current Premier League players. Oh, you saying anytime. I was, but let, do you want to go current? We can go Let's current. current. Let's do current because then oh. it ties into fantasy a bit. Right. Pope. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Edison, man. But he's great with a good team. Well, I guess he's going to have a good team for him. Okay. I'll, I'll agree with Edison. Pope is his backup keeper. You'll, you'll give me that one. All right. We'll go, we'll go Pope if Edison, you know, needs another tattoo or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. He will. Um, the five at the back, we got to start. I, I'm, I'm just putting in Van Dyke in there. I think he's just such a goat in the middle there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. Can we chuck Silver in there too? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. Silver's got to go in there. Um, but I, who plays centrally? Van Dyke or Silver? Got to be Silver because he's so good. He's marshalling. Like he's just, I think it's got to be Silver, Van Dyke on the right. Um, and then on the left, Dyer, Dyer, because of what he's done so far this season. Let's add a bit. Let's of give him some credit. Well. Let's give him some credit. 
Um, so good with those two as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a pretty good shout right there. So um, right, right back. This is controversial. I just keep seeing like everyone's trashing Trent right now. And I'm just, I don't know. He definitely, I've seen some videos highlighting how poorly he defends. And I know he brings a lot attacking wise. I don't know. I'm just frothing on Reese James right now. Me too. And as a Chelsea fan and a James owner, it's hard for me to go past him. But personally, I think it's, you know, it's been what, seven games. And I think that Trent is like so good. He's 23. Yeah, you're right. Put Trent in there. Put Trent in there. I'm putting Trent in there. Okay. On the left. On the left, it makes it a bit interesting because Robbo hasn't had the greatest of years. But he has been a nailed on one of the best left backs. Mm. I think for me, I have to say Robbo. I, those two have been such dominant forces in the last couple of years. The only thing I'll bring up, I'm not saying I'm not going with Robbo. I'll say, what about Trippier? But he plays on the right as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. you got to play Robbo. You got to play Robbo. Like, do you get, does Perisic get a look in for you? Actually, if it's one game, yeah. Yeah. Put Perisic in there. Like, I don't think we, yeah, it's probably one time that we can go without both Liverpool wing backs just because of the start that they've had. Yeah, I know. Okay. Let's do Perisic. Right. So, Kante in the middle. Come on. Let's just put him in there. Let's put him in there. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if he's injured. We're just going off, you know, he's a fucking great player. He's in everyone's back pocket. You can't not. So now I think that we've got to have two ball players on the other side, two guys that can pass because Kante is a defensive animal. Yeah. Um, I still think we need a little bit of attack as well. No, I agree. I just think we need someone who threads great balls in. Um, KDB, baby. Oh, KDB's got to be in this team. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, throw KDB on the other side of Kante, maybe. Yeah. So we can play those balls in from deep. But we need two quick wingers on the left and right. We need someone spicy. Salah. Yep, Salah's got to be in there. Oh, this team is frothy. It's so good, isn't it? It's dangerous. Because you don't even need KDB to defend because you've got Kante. Like, yeah. you just, Kante will just run all day. KDB can just play balls for fun. Then oh, who do you put on this left side though? So I'm gonna throw some names out for you, and then you can you can make the decision. All right. Mm. We got people like Son, Sterling. We got Luis Diaz, who's been in some incredible form so far. I don't think you can go past Son. Son yeah. is such a dynamic player. He's so direct. Like, can you imagine KDB playing balls to him? Oh my god. I'm glad you said that because. I can't see this team going ahead without Son in it. Yeah, me too. And let's not dilly-dally on this last one. Haaland for sure, mate. Haaland? Really? Oh, man. There's got to be better options than that. You've been taking the piss. <laughs> well, what about Shea Adams or, you know, oh, Jesus. maybe like more? Or I think actually you're right. We've got to make it a bit more fair for uh, the aliens because this <laughs> game is ridiculous. Nah, what am I kidding? Harlan goes straight in the team. Yeah, baby. All right, I'd play that team any day of the week against the aliens. I reckon we win it. For sure, dude. Look at that team. It's crazy. It's so retarded. And all the experience. Yeah, it's just, it's exceptional for sure. All right, uh, let's... Okay, I, just to round out the pod, I want to quickly bring up international break. Yeah, okay. Because um, obviously in our last pod, we kind of just covered, you know, stuff before it had happened. So um, I'll just highlight some of the players that I saw that have done something. If you've seen anyone else, just let me know. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mitrovic with a hattie. Yeah, he got a hattie, didn't he? He did. Got ruled offside for, at first and then they allowed it using VAR, which was great. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, he got a hattie. So, as a Mitro owner, I'm loving seeing that form. Two were just two juicy headers. Um, so, yeah, he continues on as being a great for Serbia. Um, then Holland, he scored with Nor Norway. Um, he just keeps scoring, you know, like 
you just have to shout him out. Oh, yeah. Um, Diego Dallo with two goals and a clean sheet. Um, continuing a little bit of form in the Prem too, I believe. And he's been snapped up in our league. But, um, and I'm sure he's been slapped, slapped up. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been snuck up already and others. But he got 11 points uh, in a game week four. He got eight in game week five. He's starting nearly every game. Uh, United are looking a little bit better. They've got City this week, but then it goes to Everton, Newcastle, Spurs. Oh, it's not the best run, but I think you've got to shout out his international break form. Oh, and yeah. they were nice goals too. Um, playing with Portugal. Another shout out with Portugal is uh, Diego Jota. Diego Jota got uh, on the score sheet as well. Mm. Uh, nothing from Ronaldo. Um, and then Havertz with a double against England. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And probably Havertz owners will be very thankful that he's actually found the back of the net. Yeah, so, and, and it was a nice goal too. He got score one from range and then a bit of a poacher's finish. Uh, actually, Timmy... Timmy Werner getting the assists for him on uh, that goal. So on the first goal. So, yeah, I think uh, definitely worth mentioning is that Havertz has got a couple there. So mm. he's definitely in contention at um, Chelsea. And and he played, I'm pretty sure he played in the hole against, um, in our Champions League game, the last game we played, the first game we played with Potter. So that could be his natural position and that he kind of gets an opportunity to score some from distance and, you know, maybe get some assists too. So something to watch. Something to watch. That's Anything good. else from you come out in international break? No, mate, honestly, I switched off last weekend. I was away on a golf trip, so I didn't yeah. see a lot of stuff, um, but I'll be back on it. Fair enough. Sounds good, mate. That was fun. I love yeah. the fan podcast. Me too, man. It's um, it's epic. I love it, but um, I'm gonna love you and leave you because I haven't had dinner yet, and uh, these beers are catching up with me. <laughs> yeah, mate. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, peace out for another week. Make sure anyone else. We always do answer our questions during the regular podcast as well, so please reach out FPL Draft Boys on Twitter and Insta. Hit us up. Slide in. Slide in. We out. Ciao. Draft Boys.